Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Joined now by Independent Deputy Verona Murphy to look at a number of issues. Good morning to you, Verona. Good morning, Alan. Right, first off, Verona, going back to what we heard from Ger Carty there and also the statement we received from Wexford General Hospital that four wards, Joseph's, Aidan's, Florence's and Bridget's have introduced a temporary pause on visiting to the following words. The passion in Ger Carty's voice has been acknowledged by the Morning Mix listeners today. Do you agree with what you heard from them? I do. I think we have to support the manager, Linda, in the hospital. I think the reality is that she's doing what she feels is necessary at this point in time. Our hospitals are overwhelmed, particularly uh, in light of the fact that we have relied heavily on vaccination. We have no armory that supports that. We don't have antigen testing on a large scale. We, our test trace and isolate is not what it should be. So I think Linda Nolan is doing what she needs to do at this point in time. And we interact uh, with the hospital and advocate for people who feel necessary that they should be visiting loved ones who are in a deteriorating state and we'll continue to do that but I think she has to take the measures that are necessary to protect also her staff who are not being offered the booster jab and I think that's going to be a grave mistake government needs to make that decision we can't afford to be without our medical staff, we need to prioritise their booster vaccination absolutely as a priority So that's a call you're making this morning then you're calling for the prioritisation of all frontline workers to be given the booster before anybody else? Yeah, well, I think, you know, our vulnerable, we all have got a vaccination or a large population, large percentage of the population have upwards of 94%, I think, in Wexford. The bottom line is we can't just produce nurses or doctors. We need them on the front line. If our hospitals are overwhelmed, we have to have the staff there. And I think it is at this point in time a priority that if it's a COVID-related illness that sees yeah. the staff going out, and that's what Kilney Hay says of the INMO, we actually have to look at giving the booster to hospital and medical staff first. You're at loggerheads with Tony Houlihan in one area. I'm not saying you're at loggerheads with him personally, but you disagree with him in one area, and it is about antigen testing. Would you like to share those thoughts with us? Well, I heard what you had to say, you know, and, and particularly I can't understand Luke O'Neill, as you know, and you've interviewed him, Alan. He's been pretty steadfast in what he has said all throughout COVID, and his predictions have been correct. He does not understand why Tony Houlihan and Neffet will not recommend the widespread usage of antigen testing. It is probably the the, the ultimate when it comes to uh, containment of this virus. And yet, he was happy to recommend the opening of nightclubs based on somebody producing a COVID cert. The difference between having a COVID vaccination cert and a clear antigen test is that the antigen test at that point in time says that you are either infected or COVID free and that is what the model has been all over Europe you can go to your local pharmacy you can have the pharmacist or a technician in that pharmacy administer an antigen test for as little as 3 euros mm. we have had 12 months to prepare that system if that, COVID, if that antigen test were to be positive you can then move on and have a PCR test if we need to record numbers but this this should be about containment. This is where doctors are asking parents to have their children with, tested with a PCR test before they take them to the surgery. Yeah. As a result, children are ending up in A&E. Everything is becoming overwhelmed. We need an armory of support that reflects the fact that we have the highest vaccination numbers in Europe. 
Okay, and look, there was another point, and we discussed it, which is the reopening of the nightclubs. Where do you stand on that issue, Verona? Ger, Ger, uh, I'm, not, I'm not misquoting him. He, I think he stated quite clearly no, he fears the surge. He, he fears yeah, the surge yeah. because of the reopening of these nightclubs. Where do you stand on that no, issue? Well, I have to be honest. I think we had the surge long and ever before we opened the nightclubs due to the remiss in the fact that we're not carrying out antigen testing and other measures to support vaccination. As I said, uh, to a point, I can see what Jerry is saying, but I also remember the television and the media coverage of the people in those queues. Many of them were young nurses, young medical staff who were absolutely ecstatic to be in those queues, to be able to be out and release the pressure and the stress right. that they are garnering from their job. However, I still believe that we have to, we need a plan that allows us to live with COVID, and that means all of society. Mm. And that plan must include antigen testing. And I'm sorry to sound like a broken record, but I think... Everybody can see the value of an affordable, accessible antigen test. Every village in this country, Campile, Wellington Bridge, we have chemists and pharmacies literally dotted in every village across the country where this can be carried out. Let's change tack a little bit and go back to the Monday edition of the programme when I spoke to Independent Deputy Matt Shallon who has waged a campaign to get 24-7 cardiac care. Here's a little snippet of what he said to me. Children's hospital in this country will finish up probably well over two billion of a cost and nobody is querying that and yet down here in the south east we cannot find three million euro per annum to give us a proper cardiac care system. Why should we be treated? any different to anybody else in this country. We have lesser value who live in this region than people who live outside of us. And that's tacitly what government, and that's tacitly what the Department of Health are saying to us. That you, you are not valued in the same way and we will not give you the care that we are going to give in other areas and we will not resource the care that you need. We give that to other areas also. That in every political rep of every colour needs now, you know, government has got to come through here. We're spending almost 30 billion in a new capital programme over the next five to seven years. And within that, there is no commitment to give 24-7 cardiac care to the southeast. It is a disgrace, and politicians of every hue and colour and at every level need to be told that people will no longer accept this type of treatment in this region. It was 2017, Verona, when I went with uh, Dr. Aidan Buckley, met Dr. Solomon and spent an entire day with them and saw it close quarters. Five minutes past five, I often refer to this, a case came in, an emergency case, a life-saving case, actually, and only for the fact that those men worked on and the team around them worked on, that person could have lost their lives. Here we are, four years later, and we're still talking bullshit at this point in time with this. When are we going to start tackling this, possibly? Probably. Yeah, and who could disagree with your estimation of it? It's bullshit. They came, they took the photographs, you know, they left. There was no delivery. It's happening in Ross It's happening all over the southeast, particularly Wexford is a poor relation to the rest of the country when it comes to capital infrastructure. Uh, Matt is in the same technical group as me. Uh, we take tack a lot on issues such as Ross for me, Waterford Airport for him, but for the region as a whole, we're a rural independent group and we look after the region. And I think if you look at the CAT Lab, that is something that government made a promise when they were going for election. We had an MRI scanner that was not only did the people of Wexford raise a quarter of a million, but we were promised it in the capital infrastructure plan. 
even though there is an underspend in the HSE, that that MRI scanner has not been delivered to the disadvantage of the people of Wexford. I brought it up on the floor. I've brought it up three times since last May. I'm going to continue to bring it up at such time as our MRI scanner is delivered. Equally, the, the cat in Waterford, a building doesn't deliver the mm. treatment. The people who staff that building is the life-saving operation that's required. We got, you know, a big announcement last April from Minister James Brown in relation to a tender uh, being given out for the contractor to build it. We have no funding to staff it. I spoke to a man yesterday who said that not only in the fact that he was over 60 was he told when it came to vaccination take AstraZeneca or go to the back of the queue but a good friend of his died because he got a heart attack at 9 o'clock at night and he was from Waterford. He says that the next time any of the government's party politicians, be it FF, FG or the Greens, arrive at his door, he will tell them to go to the back of the queue. And essentially, I think that's what Matt is saying. If we're going to keep voting the same, we're going to get the same old, same old. It has to change. Right. That he's he's, he's called for unilateral it. support right across the southeast from all deputies, regardless of party, to get this across the line. Now, I, I heard the Taoiseach's response I, to him I in the Dáil area. I think I have to just address that point. You can have a unilateral approach. Of course I'm going to support the fact that we need a 24 cat lab, the fact that we need a full team in the CAMS unit in Wexford. The problem we have is that it would appear that when we elect party representatives, they join the government party in Dublin and they are just dictated to as to what will happen. They don't fight for Wexford. It is not happening. I am tired of hearing Minister James Brown come on the radio show, Alan, and I would like to be more positive, but James Brown is the very person who said that we need a mental health unit in Wexford, a Neil House unit, and yet it's being delivered in Waterford. So I think we have got to look at how and what politicians we elect. Well, I also have to give James Brown the, the right to respond to what you've just said there, which I will do when next time I'm speaking to him, and maybe if he would so wish, engage with you on what you've just said there. Uh, I just want to play one more clip from Matt Chalhan on this before we conclude uh, this morning. Uh, here's another clip from what he had to say to me on Monday. If you get a heart attack after five o'clock this evening, you will be on the road to Dublin or Cork. That's where you're going. You're not going to be treated locally. So, and, and somebody has that, to be held accountable for this, Matt, because four years down the road, all these promises... Uh, and that's what they remain, promises. Well, they're promises, and I remind you, you know, in, in Wexford, you have a few ministers we have in Waterford. Um, you know, you have a previous whip of Fine Gael down there as well, and we have a whip of the Green Party down here. So, I mean, I'm putting pressure on colleagues, but I think at this stage, it's across the southeast region. Can we, uh, Verona, and I'll, I'll ask other members of parties and deputies as well for their view on this, because we need to push on on this. This, this has been going on too long. Can well, we get... You, yeah. you said you're going to bring on Minister James Brown. Minister yep. James Brown is a party, is a member of the party that stood outside of Waterford University Hospital, took a photograph that said they will deliver 24-hour cardiac okay. care for Waterford. The only question you have to ask James Brown is when is that going to happen? Okay. I mean, people's lives are at risk. If you have a heart attack in Hookhead after 5 o'clock this evening, 
you are less likely to survive than someone who lives anywhere else in this country because we only have nine to five services in a university training hospital in the southeast. That is not acceptable. We have a, a larger catchment area with a larger population than than actually Cork or Limerick okay. and yet they have a higher budget and higher staffing levels. We are being left behind by the poor relation and when we have a minister who sits at the cabinet table it seems that all we're getting from the table are the crumbs that are being swept to the floor. That needs to change. We have to leave it. I've run over time but uh, thank you for taking our call this morning. We will of course come back to you as we discuss climate change over the coming days and weeks. We certainly will give you the opportunity to air your views on that. I have to leave it there for the moment, but thank you for taking our call. That was Independent Deputy Verona Murphy. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix.